Hey everyone, welcome to Hosted. This is the podcast where I get the opportunity to talk to podcast hosts, which is pretty cool since usually they're on the other side of the mic asking all the questions and now I get to ask them all the questions. They get to answer things that maybe they've never been asked before. So I'm really super stoked today because I have two guests. They are co-hosts of the show Discussion Combustion, and it is Kevin Bastone and Arthur Ra. I mean, those are cool names just to begin with. Can we talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bat those Stone are your is, those uh, are your is... birth name podcasting. Yeah. I mean, that just sounds just sounds famous. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they, they do sound kind of nice in the intro too when I when I hear that roll off. And uh yeah, Kevin Batstone, Arthur Ra, you know, I those names. I've been my whole life. I was told it was an interesting name. I had I had a, a middle school teacher that used to call me Stone of the Bat type, and that was kind of his <laughs> nickname for me. So you know, it's kind of a fun name to play with. Yeah, and of course, you know, I've heard all the jokes for having <laughs> Raw as a last name. So like, you know, that's always fun growing up. And names are really interesting because they they do define an individual to a certain extent. Like, you know, it's something that you carry with you. And you don't really, ha- you can change your name, but like really your birth name and who you are, like it, it just, it, it, it's such a, a crucial part to development of character. Like, and having the name Arthur, I, I, I like that it's not frequently used. And so, um, yeah, I like Brandy too. I like your name. Yeah. Do you know the song? By the uh, what was it? The uh, looking glass. Looking glass. Yeah, they're they're one. Yeah. The one hit. Yeah, Brandy, you're the, the a fine one girl. hit wonder. Hmm? Yeah. So my uh, my ex girlfriend was actually named after that song. Her mom named her after that. Her name was Brandy. She spelled it with an I. Okay. Yeah, I know those types. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That well, my parents also named me after that song. So thank you. Great song. I Great wonder choice. how many brandies of the world are named after this song. It's super I'm generational. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're between the ages of like 40 and 45 is, is, is what I'm guessing. Cool. Well, so let's, let's talk about your podcasting journey. When did you start your podcast? And you're here in Denver, Colorado, which is also really cool. We're going to link up in person. More of that to come later in the episode. Yeah. We're gonna have to have you in studio, yeah. Randy. Come down yes. and do an episode of Discussion Combustion. We'll get that on the books. We'll talk about that more off mic. But uh, to answer your question, yeah. So in February of 2019, we decided to put this thing full throttle. Um, Arthur and I have been great friends for well over 12 years at this point. And we really just shared a lot of good conversations, you know, late nights, just discussing things, um, you know, trying to create entertainment together. We, We kind of always had this this good creative niche that worked really well together. And we thought, man, let's just try a podcast. You know, let's let's give this thing a go. And literally our first episode, if, if, you know, the diehards dig back far enough, it was recorded on a cell phone propped up in the side of the room and it sounded terrible, <laughs> absolute garbage, but we had so much fun doing it that we just kept that train rolling. Yeah. And it was, it was interesting getting started because, you know, we knew we wanted to talk and record it. And that was kind of what we had at that point. So the progression of the podcast was a lot of fun because when we first start, got started, we did like one episode and then it was like six weeks. And then we did the second one. So that was way too long. And then we started doing it every other week. Pardon. And then we realized that um, every other week was still too big of a gap. Like we we needed to have more of a consistency. And, and then that's when we dedicated. We're going to drop weekly. Mm-hmm. Once we started doing weekly uploads and, and being consistent with good quality and content. Well, I guess that came down the road because once we started doing it weekly, we started to get energized, kind of figured out why we're doing it and and what we want to do it for. And I'll, I'll let you share the, the mission statements. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of came full circle as we just kept putting episodes out there. We, once we committed to let's meet every Wednesday night at 6 PM and our good friend, Jamie Rorick really made it possible for us to build a studio in his basement and take this thing to the next level. Mm-hmm. And as we continued to develop and grow, we met people like John Ekstrom and we started you know, branching out to the Denver podcast community, we thought, well, we really are going to have to brand this thing a little bit. And mm-hmm. so we got the logo, we came up with the name discussion combustion, and then the mission statement came with that. And, and a mission statement is, is clearly to be critical, accepting and loving. 
and include any and everybody from all walks of life. And that's what our show became about. Yeah. It's it's really cool because it it leaves a lot to interpretation and and invites really anyone who wants to be heard onto your onto your show as a guest. So you are about two hundred and fifteen ish episodes into, or not not quite there. Not quite. We're get we're getting close. We just uh, just dropped one fifty three. Yeah, one fifty three. Okay. Yeah. So so I mean that's still like you know that's a lot. Years of doing this. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Oh, and so every Wednesday you're recording and, and how do you find your guests? Are they, are they coming to you? Are you searching for them a little both? Yeah. So, I mean, we have a strong ground campaign. Like we, we love to talk to people and, and see, you know, if somebody has a good energy that we happen to meet in person, uh, we'll absolutely send them an invite. Also, we're at a point now where we're starting to get referrals, but in the, in the early days, uh, we put out a Craigslist ad. <laughs> right. Like, so do you want to be podcast guest? And actually we got some great leads off that, that true. we we're, we still communicate with these people today. Like they're part of our network and yeah. So any way we could get them, it's, it's a lot of referrals nowadays, but then of course we headhunt a little bit too. And like, don't get replies, but that happens, right? Well, that as happens. you build the network too, Brandius, as I'm sure, you know, being in this, in this business, you know, the more people, you know, the more connections you make, you know, like when we got mm-hmm. hooked up with John Ekstrom from the John of all trades podcast, you know, we really looked up to him. We still do I have so much respect for what he does. Um, and he's been on our show, I think three times now we've done mm-hmm. his twice. And so John will send us some referrals and we'll send him some. And then, you know, from there, it just, the spider web just keeps growing. You know, you got Instagram reach, you got so-and-so is referring you over here. So the, you know, the more of these things you do, the more people you meet, I, I feel like it just, it creates a lot more avenues to, you know, link up with great guest opportunities. Yeah. I have so many questions about the Craigslist ad. What did, so you want to be on a podcast, but what, did you have a specific topic that you wanted people to talk about or do you remember? I will say this, like it was pretty open-ended. We kind of discussed our, our mission statement and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then uh, we, we did field a couple interesting emails that we decided to, to pass on that opportunity, you know, <laughs> and it's just like, you know, so, cause there's, there's some interesting people out there for sure. But I guess the moral of that story is like, you know, we couldn't continue to just interview our, our circle, like our friends and yeah. family forever. So like we had to take a plunge somehow and we were only audio back then, you know, we were working on growing as a platform. And um, so we had to kind of create some opportunities. I, I actually think it's really, it's such a creative way. I haven't heard any other hosts talk about using a platform to search for guests. And, but it like, what a great way to find interesting people that you wouldn't otherwise have in your, in your circle that you could, that you could tap for interesting stories. Well, and as we know with Craigslist, it, it can be kind of a roll of the dice. And, you know, again, this was early on when we were just so hungry trying to put out content. Once we ran through our friend group, you know, we had all our buddies on, you know, we had some coworkers and, you know, once we ran out of those ideas, it's like, okay, well, how are we going to get, you know, our reach? Mm-hmm. And so we threw a couple ads out and we did, we got some tremendous guests that we're still great friends with till, you know, this day. And then from there, it just, you know, kept progressing, you know, looking at again, like, you know, I mentioned we recorded in our buddy's basement and we could only do that for so long, right? We're bringing, yeah. we're bringing people to his house. I mean, that, that started <laughs> to get a little bit invasive of his time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're so, like cooking dinner and stuff and <laughs> yeah. sharing meals with me. Cause you know, I stay hungry. <laughs> And like, uh, it it was interesting though. And and that's one thing I really want to, you know, try to say too, is, is like, you know, podcasting is fun. It's a fun medium and a a cool way to create content, but we're all better with help, like in a team and, and Jamie Rorick, he's been on our show a couple of times. He's considered family, but if it wasn't for him opening up his doors and providing that space for us for that, like year and a half or almost two years, however long we were down there doing it. I don't know if we would have been as successful as we are now, you know? And so, so big shout out to him. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And does Jamie have back history background in um, audio engineering? Is that. He's a, he's a local uh, rocker, you know, so he had really top notch equipment and, you know, we stepped into this game, not really understanding. And I speak for myself mostly, but I did art had a lot more music experience than I did. We both come from musical backgrounds. So I knew a little bit about that. But podcasting is kind of unique with the the microphones you need and the mixing yeah. equipment and a lot of that stuff. So we had a little bit of a lead on that, a guy that kind of understood it. But really, it's just been trial and error. 
you know, and, and he was good at just helping us figure it out, you know, yeah. dialing things in, putting our heads together and how can we make this thing work? Yeah, oh, that's cool. So where are you at now? So we're in the Denver tech center now. Uh, we always not in a basement. Here. You know, this is kind of not in a basement. basement. We're on the no. sixth floor. Yeah. Right, right here in the Denver tech center. Beautiful place over here. We have a nice studio space. As Kevin coined it, he's like DCPC because Discussion Combustion Podcast. That's like our acronym. DCPC conveniently located in DTC. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, exactly. And now it's just a much, you know, it's a much cleaner look now. You know, Brandy, when you show up and and you're on our show later this year, you'll see, you know, you kind of get, okay, this is, you know, this is kind of a serious setting here. We're walking into a professional studio and that's the look we wanted to go yeah, for. Setting the tone. We're setting yeah. the tone. And we're, and that's the thing is like, we have to believe in ourselves and you know, I've, I'm, I'm sure you're going to ask a question on like any suggestions for other podcasters. So I'll say, I have a lot of that advice <laughs> I want to throw out right now, but we'll save that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to hold on to it? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll wait until you ask, you got to ask for it. I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> I'll ask for it. <laughs> Pretty <fine>. predictable. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. it certainly looks like it's it's pretty cool to be able to invite folks into a studio. And you were there was a period of time that that wasn't happening, but you were continuing mm-hmm. to record the podcast. So, are you fully back in the studio now, or are you half remote, half in the studio? What does that look like? Yeah. So when the pandemic first hit, you know, again, we at this time we were still in Jamie's basement, and so you know, out of consideration for him and, and the guests and everyone's safety, we shut, we shut the operation completely down. Oh, you did? Seven weeks. Almost, yeah, almost two months. We didn't record any content. Oh, wow. Until we could kind of get our hands on what was going on. And then we came back, you know, masked up, hand sanitizer. You know, we, we kind of did what we needed to do to move the show forward. Art and I did a lot of single solo episodes, not bringing people in. So we just kind of rolled with the punches and adapt and overcome the best way we could. But uh, we've always been in studio, you know, recording episodes with the exception of when Art got COVID. You did have to do a remote app that night, mm-hmm. but uh, we, we've been in the studio ever since. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Being in person in studio with your guest. Yeah, that's the best. I mean, you know, not to say we haven't had some Zoom uh, opportunities and some Zoom shows for people that are out of state and, and that couldn't be in Denver because that's always a great option, but there's nothing like sitting across the table uh, in the studio and having a cold one with us because we like to do that. Yeah. No, that's wonderful. So thinking about all the guests that you've had on, what's your favorite type of guest? I mean, I would say my favorite type of guest is someone who is vulnerable and confident mm-hmm. being vulnerable. We've talked about a lot of the, our struggles. We like to keep uh, ourselves very like grounded on, on, on our platform. And so we've shared like uh, our uh, overcoming of um, drug addictions, overcoming of anger issues of, you know, there's all, everybody's having something that they need to really work on to be their best selves. And we're not turning, we don't turn a blind eye to that. So, you know, if, if we can get a guest on that is going to open up and talk about the obstacles that they had to hurdle to get to where they're at now, I feel like that's some of the most important content that we could put out there. So it normalizes overcoming and, and being successful through failure. That, that's personally one of my kind of my what I like the most. Yeah, I think that's that's fair to say, too. Art. I could piggyback off that. I mean, you, you know, it kind of turns into a therapy session almost at times, Brandy, because we sit yeah. down, we get very open, you know, and people share things that are near and dear to them and things that they've struggled with. And, you know, those kind of episodes can really help people. You know, it's incredible the the mail that we get from it. Like, you know, thank you for sharing that story. So that's always exciting. You know, when we can capture those moments. And then just, you know, my other favorite guest would be someone that teaches me something because I've learned Mm -hmm. so much, Mm -hmm. you know, with 153 different episodes, I'll have someone here that educates me on something. So I think for me, it's, it's both of those things being real and, 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 you know, me taking away something from it that can impact my life. Yeah. Do you prepare guests in advance? Are you giving them some questions or at least direction of where you want it to go? Or is it, I mean, we just tell everybody, yeah, the, the latter. So, I mean, we tell people like we're, we're an organic conversation podcast. We'll do some research on our guests. So that Mm -hmm. way, like, you know, if we need to, you know, have something to talk about or question them to like understand them better and open them up, you know, that's good information to have, but we really don't really try to plan anything. And it's, that was kind of the whole idea too, is, is just, you know, you're sitting down with best friends because Kevin and I are best friends. We've known each other for over like 13 years or something. 
and you know you, you get to join in in that conversation and that friendship and uncovering other people and it's, it's just it's just a blast it's kind of crazy like because we're you know when you're not a celebrity and you're starting a podcast like you are kind of definitely on an uphill battle to get listenership and to just have people excited to come in and sit with Kevin and I and share a beer with us like it's still like a little you know because we're not in spe- we're nothing special you know we're just we're just two guys that hang out and enjoy some time together, really. Just trying to keep it real. Yeah. Do you find that there's a tipping point when you, because people are coming in, you may or may not know them before they're coming mm-hmm. in to talk with you both. Do you think there's this place in the interview when people start to to open up a little bit more, like kind of the niceties are out of the way and then you get to the good stuff? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, from what I've seen on on my view on it, our guests come in pretty, pretty educated on the sense that they've watched a lot of our shows. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's one advantage that we have is that you can watch our shows on YouTube. So you can see you get a feel for what's going on. You know, it kind of puts eyes on the ground, so to speak. So they're already a little bit prepared for that. Now, I would say usually the first 30 minutes of any episode we jump into with a guest that we're just meeting is usually that period of, of comfort, right? Settling yeah. down the nerves, you know, the bright lights, the cameras in the face. Once once we can kind of turn that, and I think Art and I do a really good job at that, at bouncing off each other and, and just kind of calming the mood down a little bit. I would say around that 30-minute mark into an episode is when the guest really starts to feel comfortable and opens up about, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. Mm-hmm. 30 to 40 minutes, like right in that zone. Yeah, and it's 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 really beautiful to see and witness too. And for all the listeners, all the people who are just clicking through and, and only listening to the first part, like you guys should probably fast forward to the end if you don't want to invest in the whole hour. Like I get it, but like it gets juicier at the end because people really do get comfortable. They start opening up, you, you know, because I, I guess a fear for a guest could be like, are these guys going to bus roll me or try to make me look like an yeah. idiot on the air? And and we don't do that. Like uh, we don't really talk politics either. Like we just avoid you know, it's just all about getting to know people, regardless of what your beliefs are, or religions or political views, like we, we want to sit down with you still. Yeah, that's actually a really good point that I think people often forget is that when you're listening to a podcast, I feel like people are really quick to to transition out early on, or just listen to a, a part of the beginning. But if you're going to listen to just a piece of the podcast, go to the end, to the second half, because it really right. is. It it takes a little bit of time. It, we're human beings making a real human connection. And it just, you're not going to let everything go in the first 10 minutes. You've got to, you got to warm up to it and slowly, slowly release. So, yeah. And that's why we love repeat guests. Uh, and we like to get people on like once a year. Um, and, and that way the next time they come in, they're already like buttered up, greased up. They're they ready to, to go. Expect. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're ready to have fun. They're seasoned a little bit. Yeah. yeah. No, the repeat guests are a lot of fun too. You know, and, and I would say you're right about that eight to 12 month mark. You know, people are, you know, they're like, well, when can we get back on? You know, they were just itching to come back on. They had so much fun. And that, that's always a fun, thrilling experience to walk away from is when our guests really enjoyed their time and the nerves go away and they feel confident about the things they said on the air that that makes it just so rewarding to come back each and every week and do it again. Yeah. I'm sure you've had a few emotional moments too. Oh, yeah, a, a few we've cried. On the air. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. It's like, it's like at least twice a month for me. Like I'll, I'll get on my rants. I, I have this whole thing where I'm like, look, I'm a modern man. Modern men are allowed to cry. Like I, I'm, I'm tired of, society's norms and how people should be based on whatever gender they choose. And, you know, I definitely think that men have been put into a position where it's like, no, you need to suck it up and Mm -hmm. for centuries. And so, so I've tried to normalize that and, and it took a little bit of time for me to get comfortable showing that kind of emotion on camera because it, it, you know, you're being vulnerable and you're, you're expressing emotions that, you know, bring you to, you know, your tear ducts filling up. I've always kind of been a softy anyway. Like I, I, when I would get in trouble at the principal's office in high school or whatever, I would be crying, trying to defend my case. Cause I was kind of emotional, I guess, but I, it's okay to cry. And, and I feel like everybody does need to, from time to time, it's important. You can't just push everything down. Well, yeah. And it goes back to the whole thing. We talk about being real, right? We, we put it all out there. If I'm getting frustrated, you know, I've been very open on, on the show about my anger issues that I struggle with. 
Um, you know, we've shown it all. I mean, 153 episodes, you can pretty much pick through and see just about every emotion come out of us. You know, some of it's not pretty, some of it's very real, but it is what it is. Yeah. But that's, that's what makes the connection. I mean, that that's what makes your, your loyal fan base. That's what makes 16,000 subscribers to your YouTube channel. Is that about right? It's it's getting it's getting up there. We're like sixteen hundred, but I like I like where your head's at. <laughs> it's a little over six thousand, I think it is. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Not, not six. See, I, then I messed my numbers up too. Yeah, it's a little over six thousand. Yeah. But you know, it's good to pay attention to those numbers. I mean, yeah. we can keep an eye on it. But it's funny when when we don't pay attention to it, and then you go back and look, it's like whoa, that that grew a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's impressive. And how long have you been doing the YouTube channel? So we launched a video March of 2020. I think we, we recorded one or two episodes and then the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. We had invested all this time and money into this equipment to do this and go to YouTube, which was a massive move. And, mm-hmm. you know, John Ekstrom, again, our good buddy here who's been on your show, he's like, I, I don't think this is a good move. He's like, you know, he just he said, I don't know, guys, this is just, just you know, so he was kind of skeptical. And, you know, we're, I was like, man, I don't know if we're, are we making the right decision here? Well, okay. So, and then he, he, what was, jo- why did, yeah. Why did John say that? The, the apprehension was from his experience seeing other podcasts go video and the type of video that they did didn't have like the camera cuts or, you know, uh, all, like the dynamic where you can move things around and actually like have some uh, variety in your visual input. Exactly. And, and so that's, you know, what really helped us was we definitely invested in the best equipment we could get because we knew that it was going to bring us to that higher level of uh, quality. That's what it takes. You know, it's, it's, yeah. as you know, brain is a saturated market. I mean, especially because I mean, anyone can throw a camera down, sit in front of it and try to do something. And, and not that Art and I are doing anything different than, you know, what anybody can do. It's just that we thought if we're going to do this, we got to go all the way mm-hmm. and do it right and throw everything we got at it. But it, it was a little difficult because the pandemic had hit, you know, answering your question when we went video. Um, and then we came back strong, you know, we, we, do- we dove right back in, just consistently started putting out episodes. And I don't think we've missed a week since. I mean, it's just been every week. Yeah. And how, because it is hard, it is saturated and it's really hard to get a following, a loyal following, people to listen, people to pay attention, people to write to you. I mean, that's incredible that people are giving you that type of feedback. How have you grown your network? I think a lot of it's come, you know, kind of organically, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of it through the guests, you know, again, starting out, you know, I remember the first time we saw like a thousand downloads. It was like, wow, we're actually doing something. It was so exciting. <laughs> it um, was, it was super exciting. Absolutely. And that's, you know, and that's where your head can kind of get carried away with the numbers a little bit, but growing the network, I think has just been a, a consistent, you know, process of showing up, networking with great people like John Ekstrom, you know, he'll share our stuff. He gets our, you know, word of mouth out there. I really feel like the word of mouth is huge. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you, you do start to, you know, reel in some high caliber guests. I mean, I look at everybody the same, we all, you know, put our pants on the same way. But what I mean by high caliber is maybe they have a large social media reach and they share the episode. Next thing you know, you have, and it just keeps, you know, it keeps growing from there. So I don't think we've specifically done anything to target the growth other than just riding the wave and taking every opportunity that's come our way. Yeah. We just show up. We show up. We, we have one of our mottos is to be consistent, have good quality and have good content. We call it the CQC. And, and we check that box every single week. Like we do it every single week. We, we got to make sure. And, and with that, we believe that if we do that every single week for months, become years, yada, yada, like eventually, like we can really turn this into something that is, is, a, is a huge production, uh, production company that we can help other podcasts. And, and we've started doing that too. Like, so, so like we've, we've yeah. not, not just treated it like a podcast, but as a production company, we got the LLC and, and we're doing things in a way to to help others also create their platform and um, at the same level that we are. So it's like it's, it's bigger. Like we, we truly feel like we're the vessels and we're just we're do, we're a part of something that's bigger than us. And it feels great. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about that. Are you a full network at this point? Are you producing other folks podcasts or what's the ultimate goal? Yeah, we're kind of transitioning into that. You know, like Art touched on there, we we launched the LLC so we could be an official business as a production company and then bring in some shows under that umbrella. So I host another podcast called Mash the Gas where we cover NASCAR um, and that's under this umbrella. 
And, you know, outside of that, we've, we've branched out. We've got some, some advertising with Westward out there to bring in anyone that's interested in video or audio production and, and kind of diving into that realm a little bit and bringing it under the discussion combustion production umbrella. You know, we can offer those services for sure. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, that's definitely where we're headed moving forward. You know, this doing our weekly show, of course, mm-hmm. discussion combustion podcast isn't going anywhere, but to fill out the rest of the week, we're going to be producing other, other programs as well. Which is so much fun for us too, because we we both love to create and to help people fulfill something that they have a passion about and want to talk about. Like, for example, we we had um, somebody who was a news reporter and she decided to leave that industry and she had written down like this mini series and it was just really cool to be a part of that project and help her get her voice heard. And, and, and put in all the sound effects and like, you know, add the music and like, just make something that, you know, she can keep for the rest of her life. Like that's satisfying as well. And like, we all have to work, we all have to earn it, earn a dime or whatever. But, um, you know, if we could do it in, in a way that we're fulfilling our own needs at the same time as helping others. So that's, I know my long-term goal with this, and I know you're on the same page, Kevin, like we, we really just want to help others succeed uh, in podcasting. Uh, help help production and keep putting out real content to ourselves. Yeah. Well, also not micromanaging the content that we produce, you know, that's mm-hmm. you're talking about uh, live at five, which was a, a great project that I had so much fun working on. And it was so cool to be a part of probably one of our better productions that we put out under the DCP umbrella, um, you know, stuff like that, that, that keeps coming our way. It's, it's just really fun because, you know, Art and I don't have a background in production. We didn't go to school for this. Um, we just kind of have learned as we've gone, you know, and just seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work, researching the right equipment. I mean, just trying things. I mean, if you go back and look at our stuff, I mean, you can see the evolution of, boy, that looked terrible. Like, we'll go back and watch <laughs> yeah, the world. What was that camera angle that we were doing? What was that? Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's it's good to keep that that mind that we got to remain coachable and that we don't know everything, but we're going to we're going to put our best foot forward and just try to have the right equipment, the right mindset, show up every week and see where this thing goes. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of podcasting too is that a lot of times people get to come along with you for for the for the ride and they can see the progression of where you started and where you're at today and and everything in between and I think that that again it's like this really cool medium that you have this authentic connection not only with your guests but also with your listeners that they get to they get to have all the feels with you and and I would imagine that incorporating video because you can hear inflections in the voice and you can you can have some ideas about different emotions that might be coming to the surface but adding video to it is a whole other it's a whole other playing field and then and that really pulls the audience in and and being able to see the see the emotions that you're having and see the expressions and where the conversation is, is taking shape. That's, that's really powerful. Yeah. And we don't really do edits either. I want, I want to say that like, and there's, you know, however you want to produce your podcast, if you need to have edits and take out ums or whatever you want, like that's, that's all fine and dandy, but um, we really just try to keep it simple. I'll say some, things that I listen back to and I'm like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> but you, you know, we, we just we just leave it because there's no point like we uh, we're all experiencing enough fake stuff, like especially like on any of the social platforms where there's filters and and all these bots and like in so many areas of our life, like we're just getting pelted with things that aren't necessarily rooted in reality. Mm. And that's that's one thing that we really want to stand out with here is you know, even if we mess up, if I stutter or fumble a sentence or we say something kind of walk in the line, like we just, we send it because that's real. And in the world is missing that we're, we're getting, we're getting barraged by bots, you know? Oh, absolutely. And to echo off that point that you were saying with the video aspect, it does add a a layer of dynamic that, you know, I, I just always think about growing up, I'd listen to my favorite radio host and I'm like, I wonder what this person looks like, oh, yeah. you know, cause I'm old enough that you couldn't just go online and look up what they look like. You would yeah. just imagine it. And then one day you finally saw what they look like. And you're like, that's not what I was. <laughs> so truly. that's, that, 
Yeah. I mean, I think we've all experienced that at one time or another. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what's really cool about the video aspect, you know, is, is, is putting all that out there full circle, but it does add another layer of complexity and make some of the guests a little bit subconscious, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, when you know, you're going to be on camera and you got the bright lights in your face, but um, I think we, we do a pretty good job at making it a good experience all around. So, you know, I think as you're opening yourself up to producing other shows, I'm sure I, just being in the industry all the time, people are hitting me up with like, oh, I have this idea. I have this idea for a podcast. Do you do you get this all the time? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the the piece of advice that I teased earlier for anybody who's wanting to start a podcast, and I can't take full credit for this. Again, John X, like we've really looked up to him um, and he's been a huge inspiration for us. But he told us early on, too, he's like, look, like if you want to start a podcast, like you shouldn't do it to expect to make money. And yeah. to kind of go off of that point is if you want to start a podcast, I, I, it should be something that you're absolutely passionate about, that you enjoy sharing, um, because that's what it is, is it's you're putting your voice out there. You're hopefully reaching people with the message that you want. And if you're just in that for the money then there's going to be, you know, people can sense when things aren't genuine. People can tell when it's kind of fake. So it's like, do it because that's where your passions lie. And that's one of my biggest pieces of advice. If if you want to start a podcast, do it because you love to talk about that thing or because you love to create. Don't do it to like become a a celebrity or don't do it to, to make money because it's not an easy journey. Like you got to see it through. Like we've been doing this three years and we feel like we're, we're, we're starting to catch, like we're, but we're not where we want to be. Like if we're looking at it in that sense. So like, just have realistic expectations. And like, even if Kevin and I can never go full time off of this, like everything that we've invested and in, everything that we've done um, has paid off. Cause we have so much fun every Wednesday. Like we come in here, we have a blast, we smile, we laugh and that's living. So it's like, yeah. that's my, that's my advice. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I was just talking to a podcast host a couple of weeks ago and we got on the topic of success because I have three boys and my nine-year-old was asking me, what's what's success? And I was like, that's such a great question. It's subjective. It varies. For everyone, it's a little bit different. And and for you guys, it sounds like it's enjoying what you're doing. I mean, you your measurement of success for this is just that you look forward to doing it every single week. It's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't be better said. We actually were just talking about that with our guest last night on episode 153, Matt Williams. Uh, we were talking about the the definition of happiness and success and what that yeah. means for each individual. And it, it kind of comes back down to the same thing. I mean, it's, you know, success is based on, are you enjoying it? Right. It's not necessarily measured by the dollar signs for some people mm-hmm. that might be the case. But, but speaking on my behalf, I think success is measured in when I get out of bed in the morning, I get excited to go do something yeah. and uh, it brings me a sense of joy and, and fulfillment, you know, and a purpose, all those things combined to me is what is success. And so regardless of, of how any individual measures that I know that we're successful each and every week when we come here, you know, I feel fulfilled. I feel like I'm, I'm living my purpose. You know, I really do. And, and so that's what I try to stay focused on because it's easy to get caught up in the noise and all the garbage that's out there, there's always going to be that, you know, you just got to ignore the noise and focus on what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, that, you know, Arthur, what you were saying before, just with people should get into it because they want to, they're passionate about whatever it is they're going to be talking about, but that it is truly, and I've talked to John about this too, is, you know, you have to do it because you absolutely love it. You love connecting with people. You, you want to learn. You're a lifelong learner. There's so many different reasons to get into podcasting. Monetizing it should not be one of them. That will come with the CQC. You do something you love, you do the CQC, money shall come. What is it? If you build it, they shall come. That whole, uh, but you got a cat over there? What's going um, on? I don't know. Something <laughs> something just Definitely fell off the action. wall. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to edit that out because everyone's going to no, hear that. Something literally. Yeah. 
This building was built in 1880, and I think it's haunted. <laughs> it, that was the universe right there, or whatever, trying to cross through and saying, whatever we're saying, we're on the right topic. Wait, I think I see something moving around in the background in the video right now. Oh, yeah, there's, there is a shadow behind you. <laughs> I'm playing. There is that crazy shadow. Um, yeah, it's something uh, just funny. literally flew off the wall. So if I get pulled under the table, will you will you call someone? So, so yes, yes we can. And you Okay. We won't repeat where you said you're located, but um, <laughs> we you did tell us. So do you believe in ghosts since we're kind of on that subject? But do you believe in paranormal? I do. I absolutely yeah. do. I, I do. I feel it actually feel an energy in this building. It is. Mm. It is old. There are a lot of things. It's located in Denver. It is probably one of the oldest buildings still standing and there's a lot of history wrapped into it. There's actually a tunnel in the basement that goes to Union Station. Oh, oh wow. Can you walk to Union Station through that? I or haven't been. Open? Or is it like it's, abandoned? I don't know. I really would like our landlord to give me a full tour sometime. I, I can I know uh -huh. I I know where the door is. It's has many locks on it. Okay. So we haven't been able to um break through, but yeah, no, I absolutely do. Do you? Are you a believer? I, I Paranormal? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I definitely am. I think there's too many mathematical uncertainties to suggest that there's no way this is possible. Because I mean, we I, I've definitely had some experiences throughout my life that were, you know, someone would say, oh, your mind is playing tricks on you or you left a window open or something like that. That's, we always want to try to def like defend that, that, that that can't be real. Well, but maybe we should look at it that it could be real. I mean, the, the mathematical uncertainties to me just say we don't have enough evidence to suggest that there's no way that there's some sort of paranormal, you know, universe out there. I think absolutely it's real. Yeah. The, the yeah. mind, the conscious and, and self-awareness. Um, I feel like that it's such a powerful, uh, conscious event that carries energy that like once the physical leaves, like there has to be some sort of in between for that energy. I, I don't know quite how to place it, but I've definitely experienced some things when my parents moved out of Denver, we moved to R rural Parker and like on a five acre property. And um, when we moved in, there was like these little twigs over every doorway, the garage and the barn, like everywhere. And, just and hanging? Like, just... Yeah. Yeah. Just these little twigs that were like hanging on, on like strings huh. over every entryway. And so the house got not baptized or exercised. I, I don't know. How like, it, a, like a, like a, like a, is it like smudging? Like when they do like a, it's like a, they like, like a burning of. They yeah, cleaned it and like clean sort of ritual. Yeah. Spiritual cleansing. But so yeah. the story is that in the pioneer days, the, there was a family, the husband went to go hunt. And when he came back, like a week later, or however many days it took his uh, wife and children had, had been scalped and uh, you know, it was bad. And so like that spirit stayed around in the house that we moved into was the closest house that was built to where the cabin was originally. And I definitely was feeling energies out there. I saw a silhouette one time out there. And so um, with the paranormal stuff, I'll wrap it up with like this. Like the more you believe it, the more accepting you are of it, the more you're going to see it. And so, you know, there's demons and stuff to it. I believe there's scary energy, but I also believe in myself that like I carry a light with me and regardless of what kind of negative energy could be around in that sense, like the light within myself is going to prevail. So that's kind of how I get over being scared about it, but I, I'm still like open to it. I'm like, oh, there's something right there. Like, I, I don't know. It's an interesting subject. It's very interesting. Yeah, it really is. I believe in it and I'm not scared of it. So maybe I have the light too. No, yeah, it's, you never, got the light. it's never been scary to me. I find it kind of like calming in a way that it's like, mm -hmm. oh, of course, like there's still going to be souls and spirits or essence of past that are still here mm -hmm. so i mean that's i don't know whatever just happened in this room what fell off a wall like heavy how heavy was it how was it attached it was to the actually wall? It was definitely audibly noticeable it was really heavy it was really heavy it was actually like a framed so one of um this is the house of pod is um where we are located and uh -huh. We've been there. Yeah, you've been. So um, it was actually an award that one of the podcasts that the House of Pod created was framed 
and it just like came flying off the wall. Uh oh. I know. That's definitely odd. Yeah, we were, we were talking about right during the CQC piece. So that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to play that one back. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, let's talk about tips that you have because we've given you've given a few already. You've kind of let the cat out of the bag, but I'm assuming you have many, many more to share. Could you give a few? To the listeners, you want to take, you want yeah, to yeah. start this one. Okay. I think you know when when people are, are seeking advice, if you're thinking about starting a podcast um, or just any really creative art, you know, because for me, before I got into casting, I, I played guitar and I just love that creative musical art. And I think that I carried that same logic and, and mentality over to podcasting. That I'm just going to stay completely authentic, stay open to coaching, you know, be willing to learn. You know, I think all those things are are pretty basic, but they're they're crucial. You know, because staying true to yourself, staying true to the mission of why you want to do it, I think is going to carry a lot of weight. And so once you've established why you want to do it, now you can focus on, well, how am I going to do it? And that's where you start to, you know, look at good equipment, you know, because invest in yourself, invest in yourself, get the right equipment, do some research. There's enough out there, you know, enough YouTube videos on, on what you can get, what you need to buy, you know, and then start there and then just start creating you know, and stick to it. I really feel like the commitment, you really have to make that, that strong commitment that if this is what I want to do, then I need to really commit to it. And I'm going to have to free up my schedule a little bit. And you know what? You might have to call off happy hour with the boys, or, you know, you might have to tell the girlfriend or boyfriend that, Hey, you know, this means something to me. I need to do this. Mm -hmm. And you really need to stick to it and commit to it. Yeah. I think that's all, all really good advice uh, for sure. Yeah. And then like to kind of piggyback off of, and also do a plug, like if, uh, you know, a big financial investment is, is difficult to, to swallow that pill. There's plenty of, of people and places that you can go do some test runs and they'll produce your show for you. So like, that's always a good place to start if you're unsure, but once you are there, you have your own equipment, you're producing yourself. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that you're going to run into some technical issues from time to time. And to just learn from those because we've recorded full episodes with people and none of the audio took or for some reason, you know, cause we're learning. So like we didn't click that button and the microphone on the laptop was recording opposed to the mics on the boomsticks. Like, so it's like all those kind of things, like you, you have to be willing to make mistakes and don't beat yourself up about it but take some risks and that's more life advice. You know, a lot of this advice is transferable to just living, like do something, listen to your subconscious, listen to your intuition. And and then once your, your intuition tells you what to do, and it's always going to tell you the right thing to do. Like I trust my intuition. You got to do it within five seconds. You got to move on it immediately because everybody's mind wants to be complacent. The mind wants to relax. Like it wants Mm -hmm. to have an easy life but that's not what we're here to do. And so like when I, when you get that, that gut feeling that's telling you, I need to record a show on this, or I should invite this person or whatever opportunity that your, that your intuition is telling you to, to do, you need to start pursuing that immediately. Immediately. That's some of my best advice is, is just like, don't second guess yourself, you know, tell yourself that you can, that you have the capability that, you know, cause, oh, my listenership isn't good enough. Or is anyone going to agree with what I'm saying? Like we could all get in our own heads so easily and, and start convoluting what we're doing by overthinking it. So just keep it simple, listen to your intuition and like, take, take the, if you trip and fall, just get back up and keep moving. Cause that's the only time people really notice when you mess up is when you mess up and you stop mm-hmm. and you like, uh, you, you trip up about that. You just messed up just keep moving. And then no one's even going to care that you messed up. And you know, it's, it's kind of more life advice, but it works for podcasts too. Yeah, yeah. it does. And I think it, add a few more pieces to that, which I'm sure Brandy, you can probably agree with this. I mean, a lot of folks are going to need to get used to hearing yourself back. Mm-hmm. There's going to be editing. There's going to be, you know, you're going to hear the episode back. You're going to see yourself on camera if that's the route you go. And, and that is something that I don't know if you could really teach an individual how to prepare for. It's more so just, uh, you know, rolling with the punches and, and just getting used to it and not being too, too critical of yourself, you know, cause we're our own worst critic, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've worked with a lot of people and, and we'll do recording and they hear it back and go, wow, I really sound like that. Yeah, but that's you. 
You know, it's, it's that, yeah. that dynamic and that perspective that you just have to get comfortable with. And, and that takes time. So I would also encourage people that don't get discouraged if you make a mistake or if you think you sound silly. Um, that's, that's your natural self. And you're just going to get better as, as you go. Yeah. And, and to actually listen to yourself. I have a lot of hosts when we are booking our guests on for Kitcaster on various shows, they won't listen. They don't like the sound of their voice, so they refuse to listen to themselves. But you must listen to yourself because that is indeed how you're going to get better. You are not going to be a pro at podcasting on day one. You're not going to be a pro on day 60. It's going to take time and it will always, there will always be room for improvement. So being open to listen. I'm 153 episodes in, Brandy, and I'm still not a pro. So, um, yeah, we're not we're not pros. We just we. I think you're pretty pro worthy. (laughs) Oh well, thank you. We just we just we just fake it till we make it. Those are very kind words for you to say. We we kind of like to say we're professionally unprofessional a little bit because (laughs) we do take it seriously, but we also like to have a couple drinks and goof off and be real. So yeah, there's a balance to that too. Not not take it too seriously, but seriously enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Those are all really fantastic tips. I do have a couple just fun questions for you. You may have listened to some episodes where we played Would You Rather. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to mix it up a bit. We do some icebreaker questions here at Kitcaster. And one that I thought was kind of fun that we did this week is tortilla chips. Are you a triangle, a round, or a strip? What's your go-to? Well, seeing as how scoops aren't on the table, because I was going to go scoops <laughs> if that was in there, because I like getting the, all that I can get. So I'm going to have to go with the next best option, which is the triangle, because I feel like there's more surface area yeah. where I can really get, if I want to dip the guac, a little sour cream, a little, you know, depending on what I'm dipping it in, mm. triangle, I have surface area. Mm. I love mm-hmm. critiquing things like this. I've never thought about this one. You know, that's a good answer. The circle one. No, you said triangle, triangle. But, I, triangle. but I'm okay. I'm going circle. I'm going to listen to my intuition. And this is because with the triangle, those chips like can be too big. Like if you're mm-hmm. trying to, you know, dip it and put the whole thing in your mouth, you might have to break it into two. But if you have the circle ones, those are normally not that big compared to triangle ones. I guess it depends on the brand. It does. But then the strips can be fun too. It depends what you're making. Like if you're making nachos, mm-hmm. you got to go triangle chips. You know, but if, if you're dipping, I might want, I want the, cir- I might want the circle chip, you know? So this is, this is it's a good tricky. question. It's a good question. <laughs> and it really, it kind of like really makes you think about things. And, and yeah, what did you choose? Well, I chose triangle, but then okay, another so team member was talking about how you, you're digging into a bag of triangle tortilla chips and you come across one that is curled. At the edges, mm-hmm. you know, like that's honestly, you're probably your most ideal chip because it solves the problem of maybe the chip being too big. It's almost a scoop, but it's not a scoop, still a triangle, but you're just, you know, so it's like, oh, that's a, that's a defect in the bag. But what they should be looking at is that defect as maybe another, another skew, you know, just <laughs> like, the, I think that's a good point. Yeah. The curled up like, edges. You're not quite a scoop. The, the curled up triangles, there might be a huge market for that because you just hit on all the good points that of why I wanted to go with the scoop and why I settled with the triangle because it, you're, you're getting, you know, the ability to, let's say you got a runny salsa. Well, now you got a curl there that's going to hold that sucker in. Yeah. So I'm with it. So can we, can we say defect with the effect or is it effect? <laughs> I want to say effect because it sounds better, but is it effect? You know, is it a D or I like an those E? Chips. <laughs> no, it's a defect with the with effect. the effect. <laughs> yeah, we're in effect. Yeah, effect. Yeah, we're you know. I smell what you're stepping in. I just, uh-huh. I just feel like we just launched a chip brand. <laughs> defect with an the effect. defect. Yeah, effects? let's go. You're 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 dipping delicious chipping. <laughs> hey, there's a market for it. <laughs> All right, yeah, so I'm definitely going queso though for my dip. Queso okay, queso. Queso is the dip of choice. Yeah, I mean, come on, Velveeta with the Rotel. Like, what is worse for you but tastes better? I don't know. I, I, mean, I, would, I, I would select a better cheese. I, I well, I was actually really excited that you said Velveeta. <laughs> I mean that. 
That's that's the only queso I knew growing up was with Velveeta. So okay. when I had other Rotel. Yeah, when I had other queso as an adult, I was like, wow, this is this is I've either been lied to or people don't know what queso is. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you from Colorado originally? I'm from the Midwest. So that probably okay. aligns. I'm from Iowa. Okay. So Velveeta oh, nice. was the cheese Excellent. of choice. I didn't know there I didn't know any other cheese. <laughs> That's all Makes we. Sense. That's all we had. Okay, so Kevin, are you queso as well? I, I mean, I look. I love queso. I like it spicy. You know, I, I want some heat in that. Some queso, chorizo. My, my preferred guac. Is it going to be guac? Yeah, I'm gonna. I was gonna go guacamole. I knew it. See, yeah. I told you he was one of my best friends. Guac is <laughs> a good choice. Maybe <laughs> like we're on the newlywed show now. Do you remember? <laughs> look, we. I, We've been compared to a married couple before, and like I would be okay with that. Yeah, I think John X. I think you're a good-looking guy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you're doing you're doing all right. Kevin rocks those flannels and cowboy boots. I'm just like city boy. I'm like, damn, that boy, that country boy, got it. It works. It works. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my last question. You're a kitchen utensil. What are you gonna be? I'm gonna be. mm, Okay. All right, I, I wanted to say chopsticks originally, but mm. then I switched to knife. Okay. But I'm going to stick with chopsticks. I'm going to stick with my uh, intuition and why I went chopsticks, I guess, because I can stir something. You know, I can grab one piece of something. I can grab multiple things. You could eat a noodley soup with chopsticks. You could eat rice with, like, it's, you could eat anything with chopsticks. Um, and you could also... If you have longer hair, you could use them for other things like, you know, mm-hmm. the hair thing. Put it in a bun. Um, yep. Scratch yep. your you back. Could, you, you could use it as like a pointer. Like if you're um, doing an impromptu uh, whiteboard meeting at work, you, you you know, you don't have a pointer, you grab a chopstick. Mm. So mm. I'm Very going with versatile. chopsticks. Yeah. That's good. Enough. Interesting yeah. selection. Yeah. Good explanation good. too. I like that. Thank you. First Thank time you. I've ever yeah, heard chopstick. Backup. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have some backup. I think I'm going with the can opener uh, for oh, okay. yeah a couple of reasons because you know I thought about I've opened cans with knives before, uh, but there's just something nice about slapping that thing on there and just cranking it. Yeah, you know it's a good tool. It gets the job done quick. You know, and you can use it for other things. A lot of these things come with a bottle opener on it, so if you need to pop a top, you can crack the top on a cold beer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe you know maybe you need to whack someone with it because you're not feeling great about what's going on. It could be used as a weapon as well. Or or a fidget tool, like you could have it at your desk and and just spin it, or like pretend that it's like a spaceship. Yeah. Well, this was this was my segment. I'm talking about the camera. I didn't know. (laughs) Arthur stealing. uh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, I feel like it's uh, it could be used for a lot of things. I just feel like can opener stood out to me. I like it. Yeah. No, can openers. That's a solid one. You know what is the most frustrating thing about a can opener though is that, and and maybe it's a, maybe it's a pressure thing, but there's been. Many times that I have put the can opener on, I've done all the twisting. I think I've over twisted, right? That the the lid should definitely be totally sliced sliced by this point. And then I take it off and it it's not enough. And then I have to get it back on and do it again. Have you experienced that or yeah. is that just me? Oh, I have. Okay. No, I've definitely been there. You, you think you're there, you make it all the way. And then, you know, it starts to lift up a little bit, but if you're not careful, then it goes down and yeah. it goes into whatever it is. You're, and you got to get another utensil to pull it back up. So mm-hmm. that, that, that is the risky run with not a full rotation on the can and, opener. And do it over a sink because I've had those moments where like you're doing it and you think you're doing a good job. And all of a sudden it just flies off the can opener and like, mm. and whatever's in there is, you Leaking. know, if it was prop, you know. Yeah. So what utensil was yours though? Cause I know you've had more time to think about this and I, I'm kind of curious what has been your most popular answer for that. It is all over the board. Um, I wouldn't say that there is a most popular answer. I've had all sorts of different, like any, anything from like microwave, which in my book is an appliance, but it's not really utensil. Yeah. It, yeah. But you know what it to your, it's whatever your interpretation works. is. Yeah. Um, mine's a whisk. <laughs> mine's, okay. I, I really like whisking is very satisfying to me, but I'm also, I feel like I identify with what a whisk does. Like I just like to take a you lot like of like different to stir it up. things and I like to you just like to stir it up, Brandy? stir it up a little bit. 
break up the lumps. You Ooh. say stir it up. I say mix it up. You know, a stir yeah, it up seems negative. Whip it up. You can do so many I know, things. I was getting at you. List. I was getting at you a little bit. I was trying to tease a little bit. <laughs> so that's mine. It's the whisk. Terrific. Yeah. I like that. I like that. That's a good one. Gets the brain moving. So one would you rather, I asked a long time ago, which kind of falls in line with this. Okay. Is if, if, would you rather be a washing machine or a dishwasher? Like in the actual appliance, would you Mm. rather be a dishwashing machine or a washing machine? Hmm. I say dishwasher. Okay. Okay. You know, because we all need to eat off plates. We, we need to have clean utensils, you know. I did, and They're I think both so, similar. They both clean. I know, but like the mechanism inside the dishwasher seems so much cooler. Like it has those things that like whip around and spray water. I don't know. It reminds me of like a giant, like those fun car washes that you drive into and the. Okay. You know, like that's what I'm envisioning. It's like being inside a dishwasher as it's running <laughs> okay i see that yeah it's pretty unique would you rather we, it's been a while since we did a would you rather on our show and we used to do them weekly and like after a hundred and some episodes like i my, my brain just, just kind of farted like we're done i didn't have it i didn't we'll, we'll incorporate it again eventually <laughs> absolutely it was, it's a good icebreaker something, something fun you know but it's, it's hard to like come up with good ones all the time because is it going to be philosophical is it going to be about food you know, I'd always end up on the food ones. Those ones are easy. Yeah, like yeah. you give up bread or cheese. Mm-hmm. Like people struggled on that one. That's tough. The one. bread or cheese one. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of people pick cheese. I would the, pick cheese. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, bread or cheese, Brandy. I don't do either. I don't know. Okay. So I could I can dump them both. <laughs> She's okay. like, I'm both of them out of here. Yeah. So queso is not my dip of choice, but um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I lo- I love bread. If I if I could if it loved me, I would eat it. So I would say cheese probably. Mhm. It's good it's a good choice. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Oh, dishwasher or washer, what are you? I think I'm going to go with the washing machine. Um I like how fast that thing spins. You know, that's always like my favorite part of the wash cycle when you know that thing's ripping at just full velocity. It does go you really know, fast. Spin it. And, not, and I don't like being dizzy, but I feel like there's just something cool about how quick it goes and just spraying the water out. I don't know. The washing machine to me is pretty cool. I, I feel like I, I think I went that route to originally was the uh, the washing machine for clothes. And I think I tied it into like, you know, good smelling clothes and like feeling fresh. And like when you put on a fresh pair of socks and undies, like how nice that is. I feel like I feel like I did like something along those lines. Yeah, that's good. All the feel goods. <laughs> Who doesn't love to put on a fresh pair of undies? Yeah. I know, oh, right? It's, it, it's, it's the only kind. Like fresh that... sheets on the bed. <laughs> oh, those are the, yeah. it's the best. You know, you're like a yes. real adult when you're like, oh, I wash my sheets. It's this is one amazing. of the greatest feelings ever. But you, you really got to take so a shower sad. before you lay in there. You, you the know, first you time. do. But when, like, yeah. when you put yeah. those fresh hitters on, fresh out of the dryer, they still got that warm uh-huh. smell. There's something about getting into fresh sheets on the bed. You know, you're just automatically going to sleep better. I don't know what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, if, if if you're a person and I've been there, so I'm only shaming you because I've shamed myself over this. Is if if you just did fresh sheets and you've been sweating all day and you go lay in your bed and sleep in your bed. Without taking a shower on your virgin sheets, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's terrible. That's just pure laziness. Yeah. Yeah. Just take You're a right. shower. Yeah, that's amazing. You guys, thank you so much. This has been awesome. I'm excited. Do Absolutely. I get to come on your show? Is that I feel like yes, you were, you're coming on. I felt like you invited we're gonna lock, me. We're gonna lock I, it in. We're gonna lock you in right after we stop this record button and we're gonna lock it in. Okay. Yeah, I think it'd be great to have you come down and, and be on our show. You know, it's, it's, that's what, again, you know, we talked about a live action, the networking piece and how you find guests. Well, we just found, Here a we are. By, you know, for <laughs> show so. by being your guest. Exactly. And guesting this was fun, Brandy. You do a really guesting. good job. Yeah. It, yes, absolutely. Guessing equals guesting and um, hosting equals hosting. So you've hosted mm-hmm. us. It'd be great for, you know, us to host you and uh, had a lot of fun. I think you're, you're really good at what you do and yeah. keep, keep doing it. Yeah. We love the flow of the show. 
I mean, you have a great voice for it. It's it's soothing. Like I was listening before we came on and I was like, yeah, this she's killing it. And so we always like to give kudos as well. Like, thank you guys. This was, yeah, a, this was a blast. It was a blast. I'm Just having too. a blast doing this. So this is my this is like my this is my highlight. Just, you know, on my computer all day and then I get to have a podcast interview. This is the joy. This is a joy piece. So yes. this thank is you both. the best part. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so yep, much for you, being Brandy. on Hosted. And uh, for those of you who are tuning in, keep doing it. Find us on all the social channels and stay tuned for the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hosted, a podcast brought to you by Kitcaster, a podcast booking agency. If you want to find out more about Kitcaster, about Posted, find us on all of the relevant social channels and tune in to more episodes of Posted. Take care.